Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Captain's Personal Log 5th of March, 2089 We're in the third week of our voyage home. In total, we have made 17 warp jumps, none of which has brought us any closer to Earth. If anything, we've gone further away from home. When this journey first began, Professor Baker was able to give us our location by identifying nearby constellations. However, now, if it was not for the warp station's host, we would have no idea just how far we have come. Apart from ourselves, we have yet to encounter another living being. Each warp station we arrive at has long been abandoned, and what worlds we encounter have shown the same signs of heavy nuclear exchange, leaving them nothing more than a radioactive cinder drifting in space. However, it was after our 18th jump that we would encounter something quite interesting. Warp jump complete. We are free to navigate. Link with warp station established. Receiving updates on our position. Any closer to home, Baker? Uh, afraid not, Commander. We seem to be on the outer rim of the galaxy. (sighs) How long before we can make another jump? The station needs at least an hour to recalibrate for our next jump. Um... The Chief would like to take engines offline for a while. They've been running hot for two days and could use some time to cool down. Take the drives offline. Art, prepare to... What the hell is that? Proximity warning. We're on a collision course. Evasive maneuvers now! All hands, emergency position! Everybody hang on! Episode 5, The Derelict, written by Eric Busby. It was in our flight path as we swung around. Any idea what it is? Radar has contact. Whatever it is, it's big. Get the cameras on it, Donna. Whole camera's on. Oh my god. Another ship. Look at the size of it. You think there might be someone over there? Jeeves, do you have anything on this ship? 
Indeed I do. The ship is a Corsavan Sabre. They compose the bulk of the Corsavan battle fleet. One ship alone is capable of destroying a planet's surface and leaves nothing but molten slag in its wake. Dear Lord, who would build something like that? The Corsavan's empire is ruled over by a cast of warriors. Their primary motivation is conquest of neighboring star systems and the expansion of their empire. They develop the Sabre-class warships to aid in that function. Worlds that have resisted have often met with complete annihilation. So what's it doing out here? Unknown. The Sabre is quite far from home. Corsavan Prime is over 70,000 light years from our current location. Maybe they're lost in the network like we are? I don't think so. I'm not reading any sort of power emissions. I don't think it's in orbit. I think it is just... drifting. A derelict, then. Just caught up in the station's gravity well. Very possible. I recommend we board the ship. And why is that, Professor? For one thing, we don't know anything about this race. If we are to encounter them again in the future, now would be a good opportunity to get an understanding of their ships. They may also have something that will make our journey home a little easier. Weapons, for example. If this is the ultimate killing machine, it might benefit us to have some of its armaments. We don't know what we're going to run into out here. It wouldn't hurt to be loaded for bear. As much as I hate to agree with them, I think Professor Baker does have a point, Captain. The Art Bell isn't exactly a warship. What few guns we have wouldn't be enough if we went up against the Saber. You make a good point. Okay, John, get a team together. But we're not going to be salvaging parts just yet. I want to know how that ship got here and what's happened to its crew first. Then we'll decide what we can take. Commander, the Art Bell is yours. Stay close and in constant contact all the time. Understood, Captain. Ah, Gareth, there you are. What are you working on? Deactivating our equipment, Professor. Why? Considering it was you and I that caused us to go on this magical mystery tour through the galaxy, I don't think it would be wise to keep this unit active considering what it does. It's hooked into the main computer, and if Jeeves found out about it... He'd report it to the captain. And I don't think he'd be too happy with us once he found out. That's a bit of an understatement. There's every chance he'd space us. And since I don't wish to be pushed out of an airlock anytime soon... It might be better to keep this turned off for a while. Maybe in a few weeks we can make some sort of announcement. We've built a device that lets us... I don't know... Override station controls or something? We've built something? Sorry, Professor. I meant you, of course. It is your invention, after all. Very good, Gareth. But that's not why I've come here. The captain is putting together a small team to board a ship we've found. I've decided I want you to go with them. Me? But surely this is something you would want to be at the head of, Professor. Normally I'd agree. But I think it's time I shared the limelight, so to speak. I feel it's only fair to let my most trusted assistant partake on the adventures we're facing out here. In other words, there could be something potentially dangerous and you'd rather I ran into it than you. Oh, no, 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 no. There's going to be a number of armed soldiers with you as well as the captain himself. Now, does he strike you as the type of man willing to put himself in a spot of danger? Considering his record during the war? Yes. Well, no doubt this will be the exception. You're to meet them on the flight deck in 45 minutes, and I'm going to want a full report of everything you find over there, if you take my meaning. Of course, Professor.
Uh, make it fast, Donna. I'm running late. Where are you going? Landing bay. I'm taking the team over to the Saber. Okay. This might sound crazy, but I want you to let me take them. You? Why? I've been stuck on this tug for weeks now, and this is the first chance anyone has had to see something that alien. I take it you're not counting the warp stations. You know what I mean. Art, this is something I have wanted to do all my life. A chance to get into space and maybe find something, well, something like that ship. Donna, look, there's going to be... What if there isn't? What if our next jump gets us home and I have to settle down on Earth for the rest of my life, always wondering what it would have been like to go out on an alien ship? Please, Art, let me do this. All right. Don't make me regret this. You won't. Thanks, Art. I'll see you when we get back. I'll buy you a beer when we get home. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm late. I thought Artemis was taking us over. Change of plans. I'm your pilot. All right. Engineer Cat. Set to go? I, uh. I guess so. You guess so? Sorry, sir. Um. Just nervous is all. I- I've never done anything like this before. Sergeant, are your troops ready to go? Yes, sir. If there's anything hard and nasty over there, my boys can handle it. Then let's get going. Remember to stay strapped in at all times, people. Once we leave the bell, we'll be weightless. Oh, I never like being in zero-G. So, why did you take a job that takes you into space? I wasn't planning on staying for long. Just wanted to earn enough money to go to dental school. Afraid you're in for the long haul now, Missy. Great. And you know what? Don't call me Missy. This is George Nori to Art Bell. Please respond. This is the Art Bell. Go ahead, Nori. We're good down here. Permission to leave docking bay. Hangar bay door is open. You're clear for departure. Keep a light on for us. We'll be back soon. Nori out. This is the moment I was born for. Here we go. Jesus, look at the size of that thing. Yes, she is a big one. Donna, do a recon pass. Let's take a look at the whole thing. Yes, sir. Has there been any response to our signals? Nothing. I'm on the frequency that Jeeves said they would pick up. Maybe there's 
no one over there. That, or they're unable to answer. Jeeves, is there some place we can dock with a saber? On the port side of the saber is a series of modules which you should be able to connect with. You get that, Donna? Yes, sir. I can see one of them now. I'm bringing us in. Hang on, everyone. I'll try and make this move. And we have hard dock. Gravity, too, from the looks of it. Well, we're probably inside the ship's generating field. It's a little bit higher than we're used to. By how much? Oh, oh, nothing we can't handle. It's pretty close to Earth's. We should be grateful. Why's that? Well, if the gravity was the same as, say, Jupiter, well, we'd be crushed before we took our first step on board. Okay, now listen up, everyone. According to Jeeves, the Sabre holds an atmosphere similar to our own, so we'll be able to breathe. But we don't know what we're going to find over there, so everyone stay on your guard. The last thing we want is for these Corsarvan to think we're invaders. I'm sure it'll be fine, as long as there isn't a bunch of space zombies on board or something. Space zombies? Uh, You're joking, right? Never heard of the Enterprise incident, did you? Enterprise was a first-generation warship. It flew through a weird radiation cloud in the orbit of Venus. The radiation turned the whole crew into flesh-eating zombies. To keep it from spreading to other ships, the army blew the Enterprise up with all hands on board. That's why no one flies close to Venus these days. You're making that up. (laughs) Of course I am. There's no such thing as zombies. (laughs) Christ, you still believe in the Tooth Fairy? You don't have to be such an asshole. Gosh, it's no wonder you're as old as you are and still single. Stop it, both of you. Okay. Seals good. <sighs> Let's meet the neighbors. Place is clear. You can come in. Nobody home. You picking up anything, Mr. Gareth? Small energy emissions, but no life signs. They could be out of range. This ship is big enough. Hmm, that's strange. What is it? The motion sensor detected some movement, but... Ah, it stopped now. You think someone's still alive over here? That's just it. I'm still not picking up any life signs. Probably just a sensor ghost. Let's get a move on. I want to find this place's control centre. According to Jeeves, it's a few decks up from here. Donna, you and one of the soldiers stay with the Nori. Oh, can't I come? I want to see the ship. There'll be time for that later. For now, stay here. <sighs> yes, Captain. Let's go, people. Hmm, it's always the same. They go off and have the fun and I get stuck behind. Well, look at the bright side, miss. If there's anything really nasty over here... They're going to run into it first.
my lord. Uh, oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Take it easy, cat. What the hell happened here? Uh, must have been some sort of firefight. I'm not so certain of that. What do you have, Doctor? These wounds were not caused by any bullet. Look at this. Is that a tooth? Yes, and greatly decayed. Looks like it was broken off in the act of biting down. Oh, I really don't feel good. <sighs> it's just like what we found back at the warp station. All those bodies that have been torn apart. You think the same thing happened here? I don't know what to think right now. Captain? Captain, I've found something. Over here. Someone has written something in... Well, it looks like blood. The darkness has come. We are all lost. <gasps> oh my god! <gasps> that body! It just moved! <laughs> You're getting jumpy, kid. There ain't enough meat left on him to move. I am telling you, I know what I saw. <gasps> look. Look! They're moving? This doesn't make sense. I'm still not picking up life signs. Shadows grow as all light dies. Lost to the abyss shall once more arise. We crave your flesh and life's demise. By the will of darkness, the dead shall rise. Captain, I think we should get back to the pod. I think you might be right, Sergeant. Captain, I'm getting massive motion detection. It's all over the place. We're surrounded. <laughs> Didn't somebody say that zombies weren't real? You have been listening to Far Horizons, Season 1, Episode 5, The Derelict. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Nicholas Lancer, John Spech as Artemis Kane, Laura Post as Donna Briggs, Ellie Hirschman as Joshua Baker, Amanda Fitzwater as Susan Lockhart, Bill Hollick as John Collins, Gareth Preston as Dr. Stark, Megan Presley as Caitlin Cullen, Michael Hudson as Gareth Shaw, Tom Davis Beale as Todd Eccleston, Bruce Busby as the host, Eric Busby as the guard, and Mark Brzee as the darkness. Far Horizon theme by Kai Hartley. Additional music composed by Ambient White and Kevin McLeod. This episode was directed, produced, and engineered by Eric L. Busby. Post-production work by Eric L. Busby. This is Mark Brzee. Thank you for listening. This portion of the Mutual Audio Network is brought to you by Hannah's Banana Cabana. You get everything banana. Banana pudding, banana splits, banana rama CDs. You can even get a can of Hannah's Banana Santana Bandana Roseanne Rosanna Dana Vanna White Mana. Don't monkey around elsewhere. Hannah's Banana Cabana where the bananas have appeal. Whoa! <laughs>